This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or for His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Good morning and welcome to the chair. My name is Amy Bauman. I'm with For His Glory Ministry, and this is our weekly teaching. We come together each week figure out what chair we're sitting in, look at God's word, apply it to our lives, hopefully becoming more encouraged and more like Jesus. But if this is your first time finding us online, I'm so glad that you're here and I pray that today will be a blessing. It is hard for me to believe that we're already in the month of November. I'm not sure where October went or for the summer for that matter, but We're here, it's fall, and we are in the month that I love, which is the month celebrating Thanksgiving. And I get to this time of year, and I really try to focus on that word thankfulness and and what that means and try to be grateful for all the things that I have, uh, including things that I'm, I'm waiting for. And I think the reason being is Um, struggles that I had in my old life. And for a lot of years, I did not live in gratefulness. And I lived in the waiting. So I want to look at that today and pray that there's something in there that will bless you and encourage you today on your own journey. But before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you are a God who meets us exactly where we are. And sometimes, Lord, that is in the waiting. So I just pray today for each person watching, each person listening, Lord, that you will meet them right where they are, that they will know how much you love them, that they will feel your presence in a real and tangible way, and that they will find gratefulness, maybe for the first time, but that they'll find gratefulness and all the ways that you want to work and move in their lives. Holy Spirit, I pray for a fresh anointing that I will speak your truth with love. We love you and thank you for everything that you are going to do. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I had mentioned uh, my old life. For those of you that don't know much about my story, 17 years I lived with mental illness and depression and all of the consequences from, um, from that. Everything that I did and how I worked and moved and, and worked in my daily life was with this negative uh, attitude. There was no gratefulness. I, I could not find reasons uh, to be happy. And I look back at pictures during that season of my life and there was just, there was just nothing. There was nothing on my face. There was no emotion. Uh, I was just, I was void of those kinds of feelings. And I really walked around um, very dulled and very angry and bitter. And there wasn't a whole lot of gratefulness. And I was waiting for things to get better. I was waiting for my marriage to change. I was waiting for healing. I was waiting for us to finally get on top of our financial situation. I was waiting, waiting, waiting. And I lived in this season of waiting. And, and it almost became um, 
it almost became like an addiction, right? That it was something I focused on a lot and uh, was wanting something so bad, but it just felt like it was out of my reach. I definitely wasn't aligned. Uh, my life wasn't aligned with God's word. I wasn't, uh, I didn't have a relationship with him. I wasn't living in the gratefulness of all the things that he could do and all the things that he was doing. I, I wasn't um, looking for those things. And like we talked about last week was focus. My focus wasn't on him. My focus was down on my situation and I was waiting. I was waiting for it to get better. And in the meantime, there was no joy. There was no peace. There was no gratefulness. There was only waiting. And as we get to this time of year, like I mentioned, uh, this month of November and celebrating Thanksgiving, I know we do that in the United States, but it really, because of my old life, I really try to focus on things that I'm thankful for. I really try to grab on to that gratefulness because for so many years I lived without it. So I want to pose a question to you today. What are you waiting for? What posture have you taken in the waiting, you know, and, and what are you waiting for? And has it stalled you out from receiving all the other things that God is doing? Or are you just focused on that one thing that you're waiting for and, and not able to move forward into everything else until that one thing is, is achievable? I want to look at some verses that, that talk about waiting for the Lord and what that looks like. Psalm 27, 14, wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage wait for the Lord. This verse alone, there was no courage in my waiting. And I, I was not strong. I was, I was bitter. I was resentful. I had a posture of standing with my arms crossed and uh, tapping my foot, waiting for God to work and move. And, and I was angry with him uh, because he was not doing it in my time frame. And so um, make sure that we're waiting for the Lord, that we're strong, that, are, that we're courageous in waiting for the Lord, and that we're trusting in Him. Isaiah 40, 31, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I mentioned that when you look back at the pictures that were captured during that season, you know, holidays and get-togethers and things that happened with my kids. This look on my face all the time was the same, right? I wasn't really living my life. Uh, I was waiting. I was in a waiting mode. I was in a waiting period and I wasn't enjoying all the other gifts that God was really giving me that I couldn't see because I was stuck in my own bitterness and resentment. And I, I definitely um, was you know, faint. I was definitely on the couch with my blanket, you know, struggling where, where this verse talks about running and not being weary, walking and not fainting, um, renewing their strength, mounting up on wings like eagles, 
Um, there's, there's soaring imagery in this verse and flying imagery instead of stalled out on the couch or on the side of the road waiting for God. Isaiah 30, 18, therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. I think sometimes we forget how big God is. And, and when he's looking down into the world, you know, he's not just looking per se at your situation, but as the world as a whole and all the, the pieces of the puzzle that need to work together. And so I like to use this imagery of, let's say, all right, you're trying to sell your house and you want somebody to buy it, but the buyer that's meant to buy your house is over here and he's trying to sell his house and he's waiting for the right buyer. And, and it's kind of a domino effect, right? But for your house to be purchased, that person's house needs to be sold so that they can purchase your house. And there's multiple things happening because we're connected, right? And God is working and moving with all of us. It's not just about me. And I think I also thought that for a very long time. Well, it's all about me and what God should be doing in my life when there were other people I was connected to and other things that needed to happen before this could happen. And I think we need to really, we need to wake up and realize that it's not just about us and that there are multiple things happening as God is working and moving. And we need to wait for him. We need to be patient in trying to sell our house here because this person is going to buy it, but this person needs to sell their house. And, and it goes on. Psalm 135 and 6. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in this word, I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. I understand the longing I understand the soul waiting and, and waiting for the Lord and that, and that yearning. But let that yearning be in a confident expectation, right? Not in the depression that I was in. Not in the focus that my whole world was upside down. My whole world was in a limbo and... And I think sometimes we can get that way where we're waiting and we're just, we get so discouraged and we get so focused on that one thing when we can't see everything else that God is doing. And then lastly, Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. This is my life verse. I got this verse specifically given to me. Um, it would have been in the early 2000s. And it was just this verse that the Lord gave me to remind me that I needed to be still. You see, back then, um, I did a lot of things in my own strength and with my own hands to get the results that I wanted. And the Lord was showing me that all of those efforts were meaningless and exhausting 
and weren't producing the results that he alone could produce. And so him giving me this verse was saying, Amy, I need you to be still and not do anything so that I can show you that I am God and that I have a plan and a purpose for your life and that I alone am the one to make this happen. And so when I think about in the waiting, sometimes I need to sit on my hands because I need to be still and let God be God. And I can't do things to make this happen or come any quicker. And so maybe that's you today. Maybe you have been waiting for something and you're exhausted because you've been doing everything in your own strength. Maybe you are waiting for something and you're so tired of waiting that you've given up hope, that you're no longer hoping in the Lord and you no longer have confident expectation, but you've just given up and you think God has given up on you. And maybe because you have been waiting for something that you aren't enjoying and being thankful for everything else that is happening in your life right now, besides this one thing that you're waiting for, that God says, listen, I've got this in my perfect timing. I've got you, but you're not there yet and everything else hasn't fallen into place. And so I need you to wait longer. And I also look at it as a way, man, this is true growth, uh, especially for me and maturity in Christ. But sometimes those things that we pray for in the flesh that we want, when there has been time that has passed, we can say at the end when it still hasn't come, man, God, I'm glad you didn't do that. Man, I'm glad you didn't answer that prayer because that was truly not what I wanted or needed. And this waiting period that you've given me has grown me and strengthened me so that I can sit in this chair today and say, wow, that really wasn't aligned with your word and it really wasn't what was best for me. And that kind of revelation can happen in the waiting. When we're waiting for God to work and move and we're not using our hands. So I want to encourage you that as we are going into November and the month of Thanksgiving and gratefulness for you to ask yourself the hard question, what am I waiting for? And am I grateful right now in this moment for the things that I have, even if God hasn't yet answered that prayer, even if I haven't yet received this over here, even if I'm still waiting for this, can I be grateful and thankful right now and allow God to work and move in his perfect timing as only he can. Think about it. I would encourage you over the course of this month to grab hold of gratefulness, to let go of bitterness and resentment and grab onto the gratefulness and thankfulness of all the things that we have to be thankful for because of God. He alone is the only one who can work and move in our lives the way we need to. It's because he created us, he knows us, and he loves us more than anyone or anything else. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for answered prayer. I'm so grateful for how you work and move as only you can. I'm so grateful that you give me strength and that because of you I can soar 
like wings on eagles. And I'm so grateful for that I no longer have the life that I used to have. And that's because of you. And so I just pray that each person watching, each person listening will find what they're grateful for, that they'll hold on to that and that they'll hold on to you. We love you and praise you and thank you. And all God's people said, amen. I want to leave you with one final video today, uh, a video that you can watch that kind of really gives um, feet to what we were talking about today and uh, just leave you with that encouragement. But thank you so much for being here today and for joining us. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Lord, cure us of our addiction, waiting for the next season of life to think we're good enough. Waiting for the next number on the scale to say we're okay enough. Waiting for the next dream, the next house, the next step up. The next bend in the road that finally makes us feel we've arrived at contentment. Forgive us, Lord, for our waiting room addiction. Addicted to always thinking we're in a waiting room. Counting down the days till we enter real life when real life is happening right now. And you are the one waiting for us to give you thanks for the miracle of now. Wake us up out of our waiting room addiction. I'm 25 days thankful for our baby's laughter. I'm 15 days thankful that who I am is enough. And cure us with thanksgiving. I'm three months thankful for where I'm living right now. I'm 45 days thankful for my life now. Show us how we have room in our lives to give you thanks right now. I'm three weeks thankful that I have a job to provide for my family. I'm one day thankful for the gift of now. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.